Hey, and your amperage is low. Have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Oh, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this Monday morning. Casey Gisclair here. We've got so much to talk about. So, so much to talk about over the next 90 or so minutes. It's going to be a hard time jamming it all into one show, to be honest with you. We've got Brian Kiley coming to you in 15 minutes. We'll be talking some tarpon baseball with the coach. We've got Chad Menard of Vanderbilt Catholic joining us at noon. The Terriers are in the Division II state quarterfinals of the LHSA state baseball playoffs. At 12.15, we've got G. Cassard. He is in the quarterfinals of the LHSA State Playoffs in Division Four. We've got weekend W's and L's. We've got betting picks, and we've got so much to talk about here during the next 90 or so minutes. So let's dive right into what was the crazy weekend that was. Um, we talked on Friday's show and throughout last week about how there were so many teams who were in contention. And so many teams who were still left. And they're pretty much all still there. <laughs> because it was a wonderful weekend for our local contingent. Everybody that was alive last week is still pretty much alive now. Our local teams beat the cover off of the baseball this past weekend. And beat the cover off of their opponents this past weekend. Punching their tickets into the quarterfinals by and large. In 4A, we've got three teams out of the final eight who are from our local district. Assumption is still alive. They're the number three seed. They swept Pearl River this past weekend, winning a opening game four to three, then winning game two, 10 to nothing via mercy rule. Assumption's going to move on to the next round. They're going to take on Lakeshore in the quarterfinals. They're going to be hosting that series. That'll be number three versus number six. Lakeshore swept Franklinton this past weekend. South Lafouche gets by Warren Easton. No drama there. They they beat Warren Easton 9-2 on Friday. Kind of a ho-hum win. And then Saturday, Warren Easton just flat ran out of pitching and the Tarpons beat him 23-3. Um, Easton just... We knew going into the series, okay, you do the math, there's 21 outs in a game, so that's 63 outs that they would have to get over three games, which would be played in about a 36-hour span. We knew that that was going to be the challenge for Easton. They didn't have enough outs in their pitching staff to get through this Tarpon offense. They survived game one moderately well, losing 9-2. to two. It went the full seven. They were down 8 to nothing on Saturday before they ever even came up to the plate. Uh, they just didn't have enough arms, and the Tarpons offense tattooed them. And if not for in the late inning, South Lafouche changing their approach at the plate and deciding, hey, we're going to just swing at everything then they would have probably scored more than what they did. It was an offensive onslaught as the Tarpons move on and move to the quarterfinals. While there, they're going to be taking on another one of our teams amongst our local contingent, the South Terrebonne Gators. The Gators are going to the quarterfinals after defeating Neville. The South Terrebonne goes to Monroe. Remember we said on Friday, hey, don't be surprised if we show up here Monday and South Terrebonne gets the upset there. 
We nailed that one. The Gators go on the road, win eight to one, and then win seven to four. So they're moving on to the next round. And they're going to be playing a huge series in Galliano this coming weekend against the Tarpons. Those games will be six o'clock on Friday, twelve o'clock on or twelve noon rather on Saturday. Then three o'clock would be game three if necessary. So that's the Tarpons and the Gators who will be playing in the quarterfinals for a spot in Sulphur. Opposite them is Assumption and Lakeshore for a spot in Sulphur. And then the other two matchups you have North DeSoto who will be taking on Northwood of Shreveport. And then Rain, the number nine seed, is awaiting the winner between North Vermilion and Eunice. North Vermilion leads that series one game to zero. Now, we also have local teams alive in other brackets. In Division Two, the Vanderbilt Terriers took care of business. They got a series sweep over Liberty. They win six to nothing in game one. Then they come back and win 12 to two in game two. So the Terriers move on. They too will be hosting this coming weekend against St. Michael the Archangel. Little bit of an upset there. St. Michael took on Evangel this past weekend and scored the victory. So number 11 beats number six. Now Vanderbilt will be hosting St. Michael this coming weekend for a spot in the semifinals. We had one local team that went out in Division II this past weekend. E.D. White falls to De La Salle. E.D. White fell in the opener 8-7, to seven, then came back and won game two, 5-2. to two. But then in game three, the Cavaliers take advantage and win nine to two. So De La Salle moves on to the next round. Division four. Boy, some high drama in Division four. CCA gets a thrilling seven to four victory in game three of their series with St. Mary's. So Covenant Christian moves on to the next round. Uh, they won game one, 10 to nothing. Lost game two, three to two in extras. Then came back and won seven to four to punch their ticket to the next round. And now, Truck, they're going to be playing the number 16 seed because the number one seed got knocked out. Is, is this Joe? Or yeah, 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 Coach yeah, Joe Tutone. Tutone, wow. The number one seed got knocked out. Opelousas Catholic was number one. They got swept by number 16 Central Catholic. Wait, wait. <clears throat> say that one more time. Number 16 Central Catholic swept Opelousas Catholic in Division Four. Holy cow. So CCA will be hosting Central Catholic this coming weekend and those teams are in the same district let me tell you how those teams did against one another during the season they played once cca beat them 13 to 5 so covenant christians in great shape they've got a shot to, to continue their push so to speak but vanderbilt assumption south lafu shot terrible and cca we've got five local teams in the quarterfinals it's unbelievable the scariest team is not the big dogs the mustangs from up the bayou it's not the big fish from down the bayou. It's that Gator team from last yes. year. They came out of nowhere and won on the road to go to Sulphur, if I'm not mistaken. Sure did. And a Gator team that the Tarpons beat twice. Decisively both times. And now you're facing a hot Gator team. And I'm going to say a simmering hot Tarpon team. Not totally like last year's momentum. They had a little setback, but they came back. Uh, it was a scary first-round game against Leesville, but uh, a commanding victory over the weekend. 
And by the way, the the new owners of KLEB is now 3T All Change. <laughs> Buddy oh, and I were just God. talking about that. Oh, God. I, now, I have to explain to my board of directors, my wife, Linda, and my two daughters, Andrea and Christy, and dear Gretchen. Gretchen threw a couple of lightning bolts at me over the weekend, <laughs> but dad. What are you doing? I said, they're not going to hit it over the fence. Oh, not only did they hit it over the fence, they hit your truck while hitting it over the fence. Yes, they did. <laughs> and, you know, I parked about 30 feet away from the fence. I said, it's going to be a one hopper or two or whatever, but somebody reached my truck. That would be one Mr. Hunter Conley who hit a line drive that home run. animal. Over the fence and into truck's truck over Saturday, so it's a double whammy. So if I show up with a big uh, painted circle, that's where the ball hit. So uh, how, how deep in the hole am I? How many? Two, Jonah Conley and Hunter Conley. Now, that's two over the fence? Oh, no, no, one oh, over the fence. Oh, that's right. We had to go to... Uh, uh, a vote on whether Jonas Kitty home run, <laughs> Kitty stat home run. That was a, a wild throw. And, ah. yeah, and, and but the board of the, the baseball broadcast team outvoted me two to one. Yeah. So Jonah gets the all change. Oh God. So we're making we're making that happen. Now that's not an all change on one of their boats on those big diesel engines and either. Neither one of those big diesel trucks that they have. It's a regular vehicle. Okay. Hey, that's good enough for me. Um, yeah, but it hurts. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it hurts so good. I am I am expecting a crowd unlike any other this coming weekend because, well, look, we had massive crowds this past weekend in Galliano. And, look, let's be honest, Warren Easton didn't really travel. They had a handful, 10, 12 people. South Terrebonne ain't going to have 10, 12 people. There's going to be the same tarpon crew, maybe even a little more, and the Gators are going to be coming too. That's going to be a college baseball-like atmosphere. In some group text, Coach Guitros is already saying, hey, we're going to need more security. We're going to need more of this. We're going to need more of that. That's going to be a festival-like party atmosphere in Galliano this year. If they put a tent behind the old uh, press box and make – a, a concession stand out of it, they're going to sell twice the concessions. I know that we have to go to the uh, Visitors Football uh, Stadium for uh, hot dogs and all, but it, it gets you away from the game. But I have a feeling if they set up some sort of uh, temporary uh, 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 concession stand under uh, someone's tent, uh, they're going to sell double the uh, hot dogs and power aids or whatever but ex if, if weather permitting expect a huge crowd friday night and the, and the beautiful part about it is if you're coming from terrible parish it's a a, a a 20 what 20 minute 30 minute drive yeah. and a driver in a seven iron go is. home and be back for eleven thirty the next morning it's it's a piece of cake Truck says weather permitting, and I look, there is a 70% chance of rain on Friday, so hopefully weather will allow us to do what we've got to do. Saturday and Sunday look clear, so if there is a washout on Friday, there will be ample time over the weekend to get it done. And you, I, I would hate 
to have to play on Friday on a wet field. You know, getting the, the infield dry, but then you're having to play a potential wet outfield. One slip can make the difference yeah. in, in a win or loss or an extra base or, or an extra run on either team. And I would hate to have the, the ride to sulfur riding on a wet field. I would rather wait and play a doubleheader Saturday and one game on Sunday if needed. So South Terrebonne had a stretch in the middle of their season where they were 2-9 and nine over 11 games, and they started District 0-6, including those losses to South LaFouche. Since that time, they've only lost one game. That was the regular season finale against Central Baton Rouge. They've got into the playoffs, played a really good Plaquemine team, and no hit them. They won 3 to nothing. Then they go on the road this weekend and take on Neville, and in game one, they just blasted them 8-1. to Then Saturday's game was more competitive. Neville had chances, but the Gators made it happen 7-4. to And I think, and I truly believe this, I was telling this to my coworkers over at the newspaper this morning, I truly believe that the biggest thing South LaFouche is going to have to overcome this weekend is the idea and the mindset of, hey, that team you beat 11-1 to or 12-2 to a couple weeks ago, they're, they're much different. They're going to have to overcome that mindset of, hey, the last time it was easy. Fellas, you beat them, let's see, you beat them 12-2, to you beat them 8-1. to On Friday, the score is going to be 0-0 zero to zero again. And I think that that's going to be the biggest mental hurdle that South LaFouche is going to have to overcome is that those guys, yeah, you may have kicked them down a couple of times a couple weeks ago, that doesn't mean anything now. They're a much different squad now. You, you, you know, you, you're saying 0-0 zero, zero Friday because all the records don't count. Yeah. But if I'm a Gator, I'm remembering I'm 0-2. Sure. And 0-4 going back to last year. They beat I, I will play a little better to try to make it 2-0 and or 2-1. and But the Tarpons – have to play to win. Don't play not to lose. Play to win. Yeah. Aggressive on the bases. Don't know how how, how good the, uh, the Terrebonne scouting uh, uh, report is on on their catcher. He's a monster. <laughs> it's gonna uh, be hard to run. Another on him. Condley. Oh <laughs> my God. It's gonna be hard to run on him. Well, it, again, don't make your first out at, at third base. Don't make your first out at home plate trying to steal on a pass ball unless you're you're fast. Yeah. Uh, don't make those type of mistakes. Play, play hardball, and you'll win the game. And I think one of the challenges from the Tarpon perspective as well is You've got to face Jackson Martin, which is the South Terrebonne slugger. You've got to face him with either no one on base or just one guy on base. He's got 11 or 12 home runs this season. If he's coming up with the bases loaded or with runners at the corners, that's a no-win situation. He hit a home run in the series uh, during the regular season. It was a solo home run. If he comes up, it's got to be with the bases either cleared or at the minimum just one guy aboard. You can't let him get three, four RBIs with one swing. If you are up, by three or four runs, and he comes up with one on base, and there's two outs. I give him a free ride to first. Wouldn't be a bad idea. It certainly wouldn't be a bad. Yeah, idea. I know that's a tough coaching decision, but you know, if 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 you're up, uh, I, I'll I'll say 
Eight to four. Bases loaded. I'll walk them. Give them a run and get that that last out. You know, the Tarpons actually almost did that to Cam Trostler last year, who was the Gator slugger last year, who's now playing college. He came up with the bases loaded, and it was a four-run game. They ended up pitching to him, but they they strongly considered walking him. He ended up grounding out to end the game. So that was that was on their mind then, and I got a feeling they're going to be unique about how they approach who, the, the at-bats with Martin this weekend. Who was the uh, major league coach that did it for, the, I think, the Orioles? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The blonde hair. Uh, Showalter. Buck Showalter, he, he did, did it. To, he, he did, did the bonds. It. Yep, yep. A couple weeks ago. Took, took the bat out of his hands. A couple weeks ago, Joe Madden walked somebody with the bases loaded, and they, they got out of it and ended up winning the game. So, interesting the strategy, man. You kind of you know, give yourself a paper cut so you don't get you know stabbed in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and youth sports organizations in our community. And 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through oil change and home of uh, Trucks' next paycheck from what we understand. <laughs> 3T is doing a good job as always. But you know what? The uh, the stinger of the game, you know it's a great team effort when you, you guys had three or, two or three yeah. uh, legitimate contenders for a stinger of the game. And, and you know you're buzz covering. Off, buzz off stinger. You know you're covering a really quality to, a team as well whenever our two nominees for Saturday was either the 8-hole or the 9-hole hitter. Not very wow. many high school teams you're going to have that decision. We went with Conley over Martin, but it was it was either or. It could have gone to either one. Right. Uh, ben hit some, some key hits, but uh, Conley taking it out the park and what was it, three-run, uh, yeah. uh, homer, and that 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 just opens the floodgates. Yeah. You know. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Brian Colley. Brian has been on with us every single Monday since we started this show last year, and I asked him today, I said, hey, you're, you're game to come on? He said, yeah, wouldn't miss it. So we're going to have Coach Colley in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's 
shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7 FM and 1600 AM KLEB. We're enjoying our Monday. We go to the phone lines and we have South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Casey. Doing well. Good, man. Uh, we were just talking in the first segment about the big weekend series coming up. You got a Tarpon team taking on South Terrebonne. Winner goes to Sulphur. It's a team you've beaten a couple of times already this year, but it's a team that has a history of being an underdog and advancing all the way to Sulphur. I'm fired up. This is going to be one heck of a series coming up. Yeah, when you talk about big weekend, uh, that's a big understatement. Uh, it's it's going to be a huge weekend coming up. A uh, very exciting time, and hopefully the Tarpons can be ready. You know, uh, if you look at it on on paper, they should get a better team. But South Terrebonne's playing some great baseball right now, and they turn it on at the right time. And you know, it's, it's when who's going to peak the right time? And right now, the Gators are playing uh, except, exceptional baseball. Uh, Tarpons gotten a little a little low where they didn't play their greatest, but then they start to, to climb back up. They played some good ball too. So logistics-wise, you know, as an AD, what are some things you guys are planning for? You guys, uh, roughly how many people do you guys expect? I know Coach Chandler said over the weekend the most he remembers at a baseball game is like four or 500 people. I think this weekend we're going to go beyond that. Logistics-wise, how are you guys getting ready for the weekend? Yeah, look, the last series we had about 358, 360 people. So, uh, and, and that's against, you know, some teams that didn't travel as well as South Terrible is going to travel. So uh, I can see that probably doubled. Uh, our crowd is going to be bigger. South Terrible is going to bring a big crowd. And we just have to plan to, to make sure, you know, with uh, the bleachers that are condemned, uh, it's a little uh, a little rougher trying to get people uh, a good view to uh, watch the game. But, uh, we do, we're gonna be ready for them, and we'll get uh, you know the stadium set up. I know Coach Gitros and all uh, do their part and uh, be ready. But his main focus has to be on getting this team ready. Coach, you always talked about during basketball season the challenge of facing a team multiple times, and when you have success the first time, how difficult it is to have success again the second time. The Tarpons beat the Gators twice. It's going to be a Herculean task to beat this team four times in a season. That's their job. I'm sure in practice, Coach Gitros is going to be reminding his dudes, like, hey, look, 12 to 2 and 8 to 1, that's what the score is the first go around. The score is going to be 0 to 0 again on Friday night. Yeah, and that's what we tell our guys all the time when you're playing a, a team for the second or third time. Say, look, right, it's 0 0. You're right. Uh, you got to come out and, and, and play ball. You just can't rely on, 
what you did in the past and expect for the same results. You're going to have to work for it. And with uh, what's at stake, a trip to Sulphur, you know, the teams, both teams got to stay focused and uh, eliminate the mistakes and let the other team beat you. Just make sure that you're not going to beat yourself, uh, you know, at this stage of the season. Coach, just like in uh, NBA basketball playoffs, the guys that have been there have that experience the following year and playing a rookie team, it, it, it's, you know, they have that edge. And the Tarpons, in this case, would be considered the rookie team in a sense because they didn't make it to Sulphur. The other team did. So they know what it took to get there. And we came close last year. But I think we need to become the aggressor. We need to become the team that's going to sell for, for the first time in school history. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, both teams got to the third round last year. The, the Gators got what they don't what it took to get to the, the next uh, the next round. Torpens came extremely cro- uh, close from advancing, and they have a lot of guys returning from that team. So I just think that part is going to help the Torpens them knowing, look. We came close last year, and they know what it's going to take to get to that, that next round, and the Gators definitely do because they advance. But uh, I expect the Torpens to come out ready to play. Coach, pitching-wise, Coach Guitros has a lot of options at his disposal. He only used a couple of guys over the weekend. Uh, Josh will be ready. Deuce will be ready. Curo didn't throw at all. Deuce threw uh, in, against South Terrebonne earlier this season, only allowed one run. Tarpons have a lot of different options. I'm curious to see how Coach Geistrotz mixes and matches them. It looks like it's going to be Sheremy game one, Pierce game two. Uh, but what's interesting to me is what will he do in relief? Will he use Kural to maybe start game three? Will he close them in a game? There are a lot of options and a lot of things to maybe figure out during the course of the week. Yeah, their, their challenge is going to be this week to get those guys that didn't pitch in a, in a week or so, get them some live pitching during the, the, this week so that they can be ready to go. And I know Kirol is kind of about his uh, arm has been a little sore. So not using him the last series, I think, is going to help out a great deal. And the challenge, again, is going to be for uh, Coach Guitros to get these uh, middle relievers, if you will, or these other guys, not just starters, to get some pitching in and get them ready because you never know uh, if you're going to need them or not. And I'm sure you don't want to look back after the series is over and think, oh, I wish we would have had them more ready than what they were. So, they're going to get them ready to go. Uh, coach, uh, th- this might be confidential and you can't answer it, but what is the report on the Gators' pitching depth? I, I know they got Arsenal a good one, and they, their, their second guy is pretty good. I, I think if we can get them down to their bullpen, uh, I would like our chances. And uh, It's easier said than done because Arsenal is getting stronger as the, the season goes on, but I know they got a couple of uh, good starters, and uh, I think our relievers hopefully can be uh, better than theirs if need be. I, I know when you're facing a, a hard thrower, and I guess like Arsenal, um, you, you know you, you'd like to, to to get that arm going and make make him pitch some six and eight pitches at every bat. But I know we're aggressive with the bats, and. I, I think facing a, an excellent pitcher, I'm not holding that bat on my shoulder. I, I'm going after that ball. 
Right, look, that could be a big part of, the, of this game is which team can allow the opposing pitcher to throw more pitches in the early innings and maybe knock them off the mound uh, in the later innings. But you're right, if uh, the Tarpons have been aggressive all year, stay aggressive. Don't change what got you to this point. And uh, if it takes, you know, attacking that first pitch and trying to get it, drive it somewhere else, go ahead and do it. But uh, if, if um, you know, we can work the pitch count, early innings and chase those starters off the mound, I think that's just going to help our chances. Yeah, I mean, if you smell blood in the water, then, then you start taking pitchers, uh, pitches. But uh, if, if you're swinging and, and you're successful, don't stop. Keep swinging them bats. Exactly right. And if that's what got you to this point, keep doing it. It's not, you know, now is not the time to, to start changing and, and making all kinds of crazy adjustments uh, if, if, you know, that's not what got you there. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I think you'll be fine. And, and finally, uh, I know you cast the deciding vote Saturday on the 3T All Change Home Run Challenge, but I'm not going to hold it against you, but I, I sure hope I have to change a lot, of, a lot more oil <laughs> this weekend. Well, no, that, that was I wasn't involved. In yeah, that, that was that Stan. Was, oh, I'm sorry. That was Casey and Stan. That were, uh, they double teamed you there, but I think the right decision was made to get <laughs> that guy a home run. Yeah, but you backed it up at the park. Y'all, y'all took a vote at the park <laughs> about the inside the park home run. But again, I I took it on the chin. I took one for the team. My wallet hurts. I backed it up after you left. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank thank God we we are where we are that we achieved, and we're not finished achieving, but to have two great high school area area high school teams facing each other, what what a rival! Yeah, look, it goes back to last year. As soon as the last season was over, I, people were talking about. Just wait until next season uh, that these teams and South Terrible was in the mix. And early on in the year, people, oh, and South Terrible may not be the team we thought they were. Well, they're the team we thought they were going to be because uh, they're definitely playing some good ball. And the Tarpons are exactly where we thought they would be. Yeah, and, and, and didn't Coach Barber make his, Barba make his announcement that this is his final year? Yeah, or, that, that's or, his father. That's his father. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got the wrong one. <laughs> got the right family, but uh, yeah, yeah. His, right church, wrong pew. Yeah, the football coach Barber is no longer going to be there, but the young Barber is going to be there for was, decades. I was, was going to say, what's, what's he leaving? <laughs> he, he's got a hot program. Yeah. Uh, coach... Very quickly, um, the Tarpons saw Jackson Martin and Arsenal and hit them both pretty hard in the opening series. Uh, but one thing that the Gators did really well in that series, and it, it's going to get overlooked because they got beat bad twice, their defense was exceptional. I'm curious to see if that was just two games, that you know that's just how they played, or if they're going to be able to bring that again. Because, Coach, if you remember that series, they would have allowed you know, seven, eight more runs than what they did if not for making diving catches and, and just some beautiful defensive work. Yeah, uh, look, and we were talking about that during the broadcast. You know, Tarpons uh, were hitting the ball hard and right at them, and they made some good plays. But Tarpons just got to keep swinging the bat. Like Chuck was saying earlier, you know, stay aggressive and and hopefully that'll, that'll carry you through. And 
that, that game one is going to be very important because uh, it's going to be tough for any one of these teams to come back on a Saturday and beat the other team twice. No doubt. I, I'm, I'm going to give a quick compliment uh, to the Tarpon team, number one, but number two, to, uh, uh, Coach uh, Guitros and, and his supporting cast. I was observing the way they manage the team. There is a lot, a lot of discipline on this team. Those, those young men listen and respond to, to you know to their coaching uh, uh, calls, and and you know they they don't criticize players, but they they correct players, suggest you got to do this, you got to do that. But their coaching style is really showing the the dividends are paying on, on the field from the players. Yeah, what, what Coach Guitros does, he's letting his assistant coaches coach. I mean, Coach Bucky Angelet calls pitches for the games, and uh, he he just does a tremendous job. There's a lot of scouting that goes involved, and uh, you know he lets him call the pitches, and uh, I, I think he puts that pitching staff in just a great situation to be successful. And Brian Chasson is the hitting coach, and you can tell. I mean, Coach Guitros gives him the reins and uh, about their hitting, and uh, I, I just think. All around, it's a good coaching staff, and uh, they all gel together, and I, it's uh, it's proven to be very successful. Just like in the MLB, it, it, you know, I always thought, oh, here's the head coach. No, no, he's the the manager. He manages the coaches and the team, and that's that to me. That's a, a winning formula. Yeah, it is, and uh, I, I think they do a, a great job of it. Uh, that coaching staff, and hopefully, they got a, a you know couple more great game plans in place and uh, Tarpons can punch their ticket to solve on, on a side note I'm just going to change the size of, uh, of the ball right now congratulations to uh, Brody uh, Williams for uh, getting the uh, I was going to say the head <laughs> NBA job but uh, getting the head coach for the basketball program he's got some big shoes to fill and, and I have no doubt that he'll be successful because of what he learned from you and other coaches. Yeah, look, Brody's going to do a great job. He's, uh, he knows the game. He works hard at it. He gets along with people, and I think he, uh, he understands uh, the whole process involved of, uh, of being a, a high school head coach now. And, uh, you know, I think he'll, he'll do just fine. And, uh, you know, I'm anxious. I'm um, I'm ready to see uh, you know him and work at the, at the head of that program and see how far he can take them. Very good. Well, look, man. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you later in the week. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Coach. Yep, that is Coach Brian Colley doing a wonderful job. Um, man, it's going to be exciting as heck. Oh, I got goosebumps. It's going to be exciting. The free shows. Can't wait to see how it's going to shake out. It's play by play. Let's thank some of our baseball sponsors. Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Lafouche Parish President Archie Chasson, Orm Bar and Grill, State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, Lafouche Parish Sheriff Craig Weber, Down the Bayou General Contractors, State Senator Mike Fazy, and Advanced Eye Institute. You know, the gentleman with Down the Bayou General Contractors was sitting behind us. I didn't, I didn't recognize him. I didn't know who he was. And after the game, he said, "Man." Y'all make it seem like I've been doing that fifth inning forever. Yeah, well, well yeah, you, <laughs> you, you got the right inning. 
One one quick uh, side note again, uh, Senator Mike Fazy over the weekend, I believe his brother uh, is is. I, I don't know what illness he got, but uh, uh, special let's send out special prayers for uh, Senator Fazy's brother. Sure. And uh, we appreciate uh, Senator Mike, Big Mike Fazy, for his support of high school athletics. Uh, also, uh, uh, Representative uh, Joe Ogeron for jumping on our uh, broadcast team. They're in session right now, and we were trying to get uh, Representative Ogeron on live to give us an update. But he, he'll probably do it in the next week or so. And hopefully we're talking about sulfur in a, in a good way. And we'll, we'll try to get uh, Representative Ozron during talking about you and maybe do a little play-by-play with them. But yeah, uh, sure. th- those guys are busy. They're in session till the f- first week of June, I believe, the, the session ends. But uh, they're hard at work, and um, hopefully we'll, we'll hear from them. But prayers to Jerry Fazy, I think it is. Yeah. So, Amen. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Chad Menard of Vanderbilt Catholic, his team is in the quarterfinals. We'll have him on to talk about his team. And look, y'all, I've been asked a couple of times, okay, well, if South Lafouche does win or if South Terrebonne wins, when would the games in Sulphur be? That's next Thursday would be the semifinals. Next Saturday would be the finals. So next Thursday and Saturday. I know a lot of folks here looking to book rooms and everything just in case. Thursday semifinals, Saturday finals. Uh, I was asked, win or lose, we're going to have a winner this weekend. I think we need to go to Sulphur wearing blue or wearing green. I'm okay with that. Last year we couldn't make it work because of different things, but I'm okay with that. It was last last commitment last year, and, and everybody, we, we, we didn't have our act together. This year we do – and and um, Stan, I, I think, had issues uh, getting there. And no, 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 he was there. I had issues okay. getting there. <laughs> yeah, all right. I knew somebody yeah. had. But uh, whether it's green, whether it's blue, uh, KLEB, the Tower of Power, the big lighter of La Rose. <laughs> that's what I call the the FM translator. Uh, we we need to be there for either team. Yeah, and that's that's our sincere plans. Good deal. Well, let's make it happen. Let's catch a break. Chad Menard out of this break. You're listening to Play by Play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. What are people saying about the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager by True Medic? Hi, I'm meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. You may recognize me as the voice of your weathercast from time to time. Well, I'd like to talk to you about Magic Hands Neck and Back Massager from True Medic. Sitting all day behind the microphone delivering weathercasts, believe it or not, is hard on the neck, back, and shoulders. I've had problems for years and finally found a solution. Magic Hands, the massager plus heat that I can control. I'm able to target those muscles that need the most work. It's portable, rechargeable, and I'm not tethered to a power cord. Here's how you can order one through this special radio offer. Order Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager Plus Heat. The retail price is $299, but for this special radio offer of $79, you must visit ordermagichands.com. The keyword is ordermagichands.com or call 877-469-1669. One-year warranty and free shipping too. That's 877-469-1669. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. 
Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Tipito Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Tipito Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. So many local teams still alive in the high school baseball playoffs, and we're so excited for all of them, including their next call-in guest, which is Coach Chad Menard with Vanderbilt Catholic. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing great. Um, heck, it's a great time of year right now. Yes, it is, man. You guys punched your ticket into the quarterfinals this past weekend playing some good baseball against Liberty. Now you move on to the next round, which is the quarterfinals against St. Michael. Coach, tell me about the past weekend. I'm sure you got to be awfully proud to be still alive and still playing. Very, very proud. You know, it's kind of a, uh, you know, I, I look at the guys and, uh, and I'm proud of them, but I know we got more to do, so I don't want to kind of, you know, get too sentimental or get ahead of myself. You know, I'm just trying to soak up these last times because even if we make it to the end, we only have two weeks left. And it's such a special group of kids that uh, we are privileged as coaches to spend our days with. So, um, you know, and then, then they just did it again this past weekend. They showed up. They prepared so well. Um, the practice for the week coming up and, and then and their performance showed it. You know, we had a strong Liberty team coming here and, and you know, laid it all out there and, and we had some close games i know if you look at the score the, <clears throat> the score shows more separation than actually the game was you know both games we we kind of pulled away at the end and, and got us more separation but it was some close intense tight games and and our guys you know stepped up to the challenge and you know, i'm so proud of them. big challenge coming up this weekend you know i don't know how these power rating numbers work but you know and I know St. Michael's not the 11th best team in Division Two. They've got victories over John Curtis. They beat Cecilia. They beat Parkview. They've got some really good wins under their belt. I'm sure you guys know that and are aware that, hey, you better be at your best if you want to win the next three-gamer. 
No doubt. You know, St. Michael this year has done some great things, but, you know, traditionally has some great ball players that come through there. And, and Coach, Coach Johnson, you know, does a great job, high energy, you know, played at LSU. Um, you know, his son was an awesome ball player. I coached against him a few years ago. And, you know, you know, it's a, it's a baseball school, baseball tradition, and, and baseball man leading the, leading the crew. They played a tough, tough schedule over in the Baton Rouge area. So, you know, they're battle-tested. They went on the road last weekend and showed what they can do. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be great. I know it's going to be a great atmosphere here, a great atmosphere on the bayou, man. It's an exciting time to be on the bayou and, and be involved in baseball. We've got some great great ball down here, man. I asked Coach Chandler Guitros this on Saturday. I say, Coach, you know, does it give you comfort to see South Terrebonne's playing well in the playoffs, Assumption's playing well, Vanderbilt's playing well, and the the reason why I ask that is like you guys know no matter who you're facing, it's not going to be any more difficult than what you saw in district play. So do you get almost like a sense of security in knowing that, hey man, like these teams can't throw anything at us that we haven't already seen? Well, um, I don't know if 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 a comfort or security is there, but it is. Um, I, I would agree that we know that we're not going to face anything better than we have before. Sure. But, but in, in playing, you know, South Lafouche and South Terrebonne and Assumption in, in district teams, they were all close. And, you know, they could have been any, you know, uh, we won out of those six games. You know, we went one, four out of six, but we could have easily went, you know, 0-6 the way the games were. You know, you and I talked one time about South Terrebonne, how the start they got off on – I mean, they just knocked off the number two team in the state, but at one time they were over in the district, well into it. So you know, um, you know, it's anything can happen in the game of baseball. Teenage kids, um, you know, big moments. So I don't know as a, as a coach if I'm going to be comfortable, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you know, I think I, I'm comfortable with our preparation. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Um, so tell me about this. You know, you guys played two games this past week, and then, like, usually, you know, there's, like, a midweek game or, you know, maybe even a couple midweek games. So for those guys who are some of your regular arms who didn't work in the series against Liberty, do you guys have, like, a simulated game or, like, some extended bullpens? Like, how do you keep those arms fresh knowing that they may be needed this coming weekend against St. Michael? What an awesome question. I mean, you're right on, man. Today we're going to have um... – I guess you can call it a simulated uh, batting practice where arms that didn't get to throw are going to throw live to our hitters. So our hitters get to see, you know, a live arm and our pitchers get to face hitters. And we're not going to go, you know, full bore, but it's going to be like a batting practice, mixed pitches. And, and so everybody wins in that. Um, in a practice, when you do that in practice, it slows things down a bit, but it, the quality level goes way up when they get to see it from 60 foot six and get to, you know, get to really get in there and, and dig in and, and face a pitcher. Very good. And, um, Coach, being at home, man, I, I know that that's a luxury, and we've got so many of our teams who are in the quarterfinals who will be at home. Talk about that. You know, Obviously, there are differences, and you know, you'll, you'll be batting last and whatever it may be, but just the, the, the uh, mindset of, hey, man, we're on our home field and we don't want anybody to beat us on our home field. Talk about you know, what it's going to be like to be playing at home this coming weekend. Uh, an advantage, I think, you know, through through the year, we we had a goal just to you know to try to perform our best to put ourselves in that situation so we could host 
if we're fortunate enough to, you know, make a run in the playoffs. Because, you know, having our fans and our students, you know, accessible to come, you know, right here down the road and, and watch a ball game and, and just to know, you know, to sleep in your own bed and, and not have that road trip and the familiarity of, you know, uh, a batting practice routine and pregame and, you know, to be able to go to school and eat lunch with your friends and, you know, just the, just the routine, you know, to con- continue the routine that you've done and, and to have your home fans there supporting you. And, and, you know, there's, there's, now that is a comfort to be in your own dugout and, you know, and, and in your own locker room, you, you know, why waiting for the game? You know, you're in the air conditioner in your locker room, whereas you're not sitting in the dugout wait, you know, you can, there's, there's a lot of amenities that goes with playing with home. And so I think that's going to work to our advantage, but, you know, St. Michael's tough, you know, talking to a few people about them. One of the things that came through with them is, is you know, they, they handle adversity well. well. And I, I just got off the phone with a coach that continued over and over and over again saying just they're tough, tough kids. So, um, but and all that factors, man, we're excited to be playing at home. Uh, we, we want to continue to play for a while. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, you said it uh, many times throughout the course of the season is that you guys have that goal and that mindset of, hey, trying to win every single day and, you know, win every at-bat. And, you know, if you add up a bunch of the small victories, then you're going to get the big victory over the long term. You guys lost your last regular season game to Jesuit. And and I understand all the things that, that you know, you've mentioned about winning the day. But in a small way, as a coach, do you think that it could possibly have, have helped to kind of reset, refocus, get knocked on your heels a little bit before the bracket started to kind of get everybody's attention again? Um, in a way, yes. I mean, in the score on the scoreboard, as much as that, it was just, you know, how you played and, and got after it. I think, you know, Jesuit, you're not going to get a bigger test than, than the Jesuit Blue Jays playing those guys. They come in. And talk about a physical group. I don't know if you were able to be at that game, but that they walked through. I mean, they all had to duck in the dugout. <laughs> the majority of the team above, well above six foot, big physical kids that just were well put together and played the game right. You know, and not to say that we couldn't beat them or anybody couldn't beat them, but you know, it's, it was a good test. And, and to say win or lose, it's just a matter of, you know. What, how you want to test yourself? What kind of test do you want to give yourself? Do you want, you know, an equal? Do you want somebody that you think you should be able to handle or something better? You know, I think when when you get down to it, we want to win the last game that's played in Division Two for the year. And so, how do you best prepare yourself for that? In our opinion, you know, playing teams that have the ability to be in that type of a game gives us the best opportunity to get, you know, play well in the big game. So, you know, that's what it was. And we, we came out short, but we were toe to toe with them. So I, I, that gave us confidence to know that, you know, if we do things like we can, we're capable of winning that, that last game of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, my friend, thank you so much for the time. We're going to chat again soon. And if we don't talk again before Friday, best of luck this weekend. Okay, pal. Appreciate it, man. As always, take care. Yep. That is Coach Menard with Vanderbilt Catholic doing an excellent job. They've got a great shot. You know, we kind of get lost a little bit, I think, in the, oh, 4A, we got this team and that team, and this. it's almost like Oprah. You get a car, you get a car. Um, 
we forget a little bit about the fact that Vanderbilt's in Division Two because they're in Division Two by themselves uh, with E.D. White now being out. They've got a, as good of a shot as anyone to, to, to win it out there in that division. Uh, Turlings is going to be tough, yeah. Heck, St. Michael this weekend is going to be tough for Vanderbilt. St. Louis, if, if that were the opponent in the next round, should Vanderbilt survive, that won't be easy. But all of that having been said, when you've got Sheck Snyder and you've got you know, O'Gell and you've got uh, the, uh, the uh, Mikey Rodrigue and Eli David in your order and you know, Jean-Luc LaPere and you know, Dominic Archilla and, and some of those weapons that they have, you're going to be in position and you're going to have as good of a shot as anybody. And we saw Vanderbilt twice this season. They didn't maybe play their best either time we saw them on our radio broadcast. But that doesn't change nor diminish the fact that I know that they're really good. And I know that they're really well coached. And you can hear the passion in Coach Menard's voice as we're talking to him throughout his radio interview. Um, they're going to have a good shot. And they're going to have a good shot. It's going to be tough to beat them once, much less beat them twice in three games. So we wish them best of luck. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Another coach and another team that's going to be difficult to beat twice is going to be Ascension Catholic. Coach G. Cassard has his team playing well. This past weekend, Ascension Catholic scored a two-game series sweep over Riverside. They punch a ticket to the next round, taking on St. Frederick, and we'll talk with him about that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. 
Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Oh, man, we've got so much good high school baseball in our area. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 FM KLEB and also 1600 AM KLEB. Go to the phone lines now, and we have G. Cassard with Ascension Catholic. His team got a two-game series sweep over Riverside this past weekend. Coach G, good afternoon, my man. How are you? Hey, Casey. How you doing, my man? We're doing good. Great, great. Glad to hear it. Same with us, man. You guys are in the uh, quarterfinals round in Division Four, approaching a series with St. Frederick this weekend. Uh, tell us about the past weekend taken on Riverside. You get a 5-1, to one, then 10-3 to three victory. Tell us about the way you guys played. Yeah, you know, the weekend case, I, I tell you what, man, it's, uh, you know, I heard you talking about high school baseball in the area. It seems like South Louisiana and in general, uh, you know, faced a Riverside club that, you know, had a really good record. I think they were 20 and, and uh, 13. And, you know, a club that was a 15 seed, but, man, they really played played well really saw uh outstanding arm the first night uh we went five to one and uh you know really it was a battle of both guys our guy bryce leonard who's who's our one who is uh you know he's he's a frontline guy for us as well both pitchers really hooked up and uh threw the ball well we had to you know scratch some runs they made a couple errors we kind of uh forced the issue a little bit stole some bases you know dropped some bunts down and, uh, you know, they didn't handle the baseball. They're, they're a little young. That's kind of the report on those guys. So we, uh, you know, we, we, we took advantage of our uh, of their mistakes and, and got enough hits when we needed to and ended up winning 5-1 to one in a really good ball game Friday night and then came back out on Saturday. And we knew that we were going to run out a younger arm. And uh, he couldn't find the strike zone. We were patient. I think we hung six in the first and then kind of, you know, added one on for the next three innings. And, um, you know, our other, other guy, Bryce's brother, Brooks, uh, who was our district MVP, uh, really pitched well, too. So we had, uh, you know, two guys that, that went uh, complete game both, both days and uh, pitched really well, gave up four or five hits, and, and we ended up winning 10-3 to three on Saturday, and the game probably wasn't as close as the score. We had a, we had a chance to, to run rule them and, and um, you know, you kick the ball here, walk the guy there, they ended up scoring a couple and uh, the game made it to seven, but we were in control the whole way. And, uh, you know, like the way we played, like the way we battled, and uh, we're ready to move on in that case. Division four is, is really good, and there's a lot of parity. And, I mean, you talked about some of the challenges you faced with Riverside, and, heck, you have number one get upset by number 16, Central Catholic. We have number eight, CCA, who's in this area that's playing some good ball. They've got the Mathern kid on the mound that's as tough as anybody like, man, there's a lot of good baseball. You guys can't be forgotten. You know, the, the best-seeded team left. This is going to be a fight for the finish, and I think that all eight that are left have a have, have a legitimate shot at it, man. Yeah, no doubt. You know, this division, Division Four, is really tough, Casey. You're right, man. There's a lot of teams with a lot of quality players, good pitching, really good coaches, programs with some history. It's going to be a battle the whole way through. I mean, it really is. I mean, just look like what you said. I mean, 
Uh, Opelousas Catholic edged us out to be the one, and, and Central Catholic went in and beat them two, you know, two books. Yeah. They didn't even, you know, they didn't even win a game, and and uh, they played well, got some time, timely hits, got some good pitching performances, and the same thing with, you know, Coach Joe. We played Covenant early in the year, and I know, you know, they were still trying to kind of find themselves, and I know they were young, but I mean, look how look what they've done here the last month of the season. I mean, they've turned it on and. Um, you know, St. Mary's is a good, that's another good baseball program and, and beat those guys. And I know, you know, Joe's uh, trying to get JT back, you know, get, get him back on the field. But, uh, you know, that's going to be a good series this week. There's no doubt between them and Central Catholic, two programs with a lot of history. Uh, that should be a good one to go watch. They're both going to get after one another. What do you know about St. Frederick? You know, a team from pretty far away. Uh, they're going to be making the long trip. What do you know about their club so far? You know, what, what I've been able to find out, uh, you know, Coach Rushworth is a, he's another guy. I mean, that's a, that's a quality guy. I think he played at West Monroe, played at Florida State, was drafted by the Expos, coached at Louisiana Monroe a little bit. He's got a, you know, he's a, he's a veteran coach, and they're a, you know, everybody I'm talking to just talks about they're young, but they have, you know, a really solid arm that they're going to throw against us on Thursday night who's going to pitch, and they, they play a little bit of small ball and, uh, you know, they're going to play defense. So it, it's it's another team. I mean, we're going to have to be, you know, our A game is going to have to be ready to go, and we're going to need guys to, to you know, really throw the baseball and catch the baseball. And, you know, offensively it's going to be grinding stuff out because all these, you know, every arm you're going to see, especially these two days out, are going to be guys that's going to throw the strikes. They're going to be in the strike zone. they got enough of a fastball, and they're going to spin the breaking ball at any point. So, we're really going to have to have a plan, and we got to take advantage of, you know, our bats can't give any away, and, and we need to put pressure on them. We need to make sure we have productive outs and give ourselves a chance. So they're a good club. I mean, they beat, uh, you know, they beat Washington Christian uh, in, in their district, and they ended up, you know, winning the district championship. So uh, even though they only play each other one time, they don't, they don't play the round robin. Uh, they still won their district, so that says a lot about that program, and you know, we're expecting a, we're expecting another battle this weekend. So a little bit different. You're noticing you guys are, as you said a minute ago, are going to be playing that Thursday game, then the doubleheader Saturday. So you're going to have that day off in between game one and then the doubleheader on, over the weekend. Don't often see that. Talk about you know the strategy or what went into that decision of scheduling it that way. Well, what's crazy is because you know smaller schools you got to share athletes, and and with us being you know a, a Division four team, a Class A school, so. St. Fred's has got three kids that are in the state track team ah, on Friday. Okay. So that's why we, you know, we kind of agreed to play because Thursday's important just from the standpoint of Casey, whoever throws on Thursday night, if you win the series, then the next week, you know, you, you're going to play the semifinal game either on that Wednesday or that Thursday. Preferably, we'd like to play on Wednesday to give ourselves or give whoever is going to win that, that game you know, the best shot of being able to bring back pitching or rest pitching before you play Saturday at Southeast at 11 o'clock. So um, that was important for us to play on Thursday. And like I said, Saturday, they're driving down. Now they, they're going to stay in, in Gonzales for three days. They're going to drive in on Thursday. We'll play Thursday night. And, uh, you know, Friday they're going to work out. And I think Coach told me they're, they're heading to Baton Rouge. They're going to go watch their three their three teammates, you know, I think one's in the long jump, one's maybe in the discus, one's running the event. So they have three kids, you know, participating in the state track meet on Friday, and then uh, we'll play on Saturday. So that's why you have the day in between, just because of that, you know, that's kind of a different circumstance. 
Okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Now, educate me a little bit on your bracket. Is I know in the public schools it's okay. Quarterfinals is a series. Then you go to sulfur. Semifinals is one game. The finals is one game. You guys play your championship in Hammond, and the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, is on the school site still. And is that also a one game, or is that a series? It's still a one game. So they changed that kind of late, Case. Okay? So, I mean, we we kind of we kind of found out, you know, the direction we were going. We had COVID and stuff the last couple of years, so really you couldn't plan. You just have to kind of go where the sites were available. But this year, the select side, uh, you know, struck a deal with Southeastern, so. The semifinal game is still a single game, and it's going to be played at the, the highest-seeded team. So if we can win this weekend, then it's going to be at our place on either Wednesday or Thursday of the following week. And then the championship game for Division Four is Saturday uh, at 11 o'clock. And I think Division Division One is actually playing. Their two semifinal games are going to be played at Southeastern on Thursday. And then Friday would be, I think it's, Division, maybe Division Two and Division uh, Division Five or something, maybe maybe going that Friday, and then we would go Saturday uh, with a three-game set. So that's that's how it's going to play out. Now in the future, though, case if uh, you know with with us, uh, LHSA, well, really the Louisiana Baseball Coaches Association, all the coaches voted to end the season a few days earlier. So next year. It could be, you know, the quarters, the regionals, the quarters, and the semifinals could be two out of three the whole way. And then even if we decide not to go back to Southeastern and you play at your home, uh, your home ballpark, that could be a two out of three as well. So it could be a true two out of three from the first round to the state championship next year, uh, depending on how the whole site works out for the championship game. Well, first off, if that happens, that's really, really cool. And then the sex, the the second part, you know, kind of a, a tongue in cheek question: Why can't we all just do the same things in every class? Why does Why does it have to yeah, be so much to learn? Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be so much easier? That way, you know, you're not confused. Everybody kind of knows what's going on. But I don't know. Okay, so hopefully, I I think there's some things in the work that maybe it looks like I don't know if it's going to happen next year, but I think in the future. I think there's a possibility that we may be getting back together. I mean, I, I wouldn't put my bottom dollar on it, but some, there's some things that's being talked about, about, you know, how they're going to consider what's a select school and a non-select school. Um, that, that could change a lot of things and maybe bring everybody back together just because of the language that they're kind of proposing to determine even some of the public schools. You know, you have some charter schools and, other schools that are, uh, you know, kind of select if, if you really look at it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here during the summer and maybe the fall uh, for the future of, the, of select and non-select. So I don't, I don't know if I let the cat out the bag, but that's kind of what, what's been talked about a little bit. Very, very interesting. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck this weekend and good luck the rest of the way, man. We're pulling for you. Man, I tell you what, Cal, I wish we weren't playing this weekend. I, I would sure like to be, you know, I'm, I am glad that we are playing this weekend, but I would like to watch that South Terrible and South Lafourche series. I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a whale of a series, man. Well, look, you're off on Friday, and the, you, you got a spot at our radio table if you want to come take a seat and hang yeah. out with us. I tell you what, that that might be the deal because if if I can do that, we might sneak down there Friday. That would be awesome. So. I'll let you know. Save me a spot. That might happen. Don't Sounds be surprised good. if me and Cruz shows up. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Yep.
That is Coach Kassar doing a wonderful job. His team's got a great shot to win it all, as good of a shot as anyone to win it all. Uh, they're going to be just a couple wins away, uh, two wins this weekend, one in the four wins away from winning the championship. So I hope that you know they're going to be one of the teams that are going to be left standing at the very end. Uh, they've got a great club. Obviously, Coach Kassar's a great coach, but also a great person, and you root for people like that, especially in this profession. Let's get your break here on play-by-play. We'll be right back after this with our weekend W's and L's here on KLEB. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We're rocking out with some Hulk Hogan music. We've got our weekend W's and L's. We're a little bit backed up. We've 
Had many call-in guests today, so let's dive right into it. Weekend W goes to LSU basketball. Coach Matt McMahon, um, let me tell you the name of the young man. They get a five-star commitment this past weekend. I, I, I don't know how I could illustrate this. Tyrell Ward is the player, by the way, a top 50 player. I don't know how I could illustrate adequately or accurately enough the work that LSU has done since, you know, there was so much made of, oh, they lost every single player on their roster. There's no one talking about the fact that they have gotten now four transfers, some really quality players, and then now a five-star recruit. Everything that Coach McMahon has done since taking over this kind of nasty situation has been positive. Two top 100 commitments in the last three days on April, not in the last three, about the last five days on April 28th, they get a commitment from four star Jalen Reed, 610 power forward, the number 71 player in the country. Then Saturday, they, they get Tyrell Ward, the number 35 player in the country, six, seven small forward from DeMatha. Coach Matt McMahon is going to be a very, very good one. Very good one. He did great work at Murray State, and then the concern was always, oh, well, can he do it in the SEC? Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He is saving and salvaging this recruiting class. LSU basketball was in a very dark spot, and it's going to still take time to get out of the rut. But, man, things sure look brighter than what they did a couple weeks ago. Weekend L goes to the Boston Celtics. The Celtics sweep the Brooklyn Nets, then get clobbered. By Milwaukee in game one of that series. The Celtics always kind of scared me, right? Because you worry about the NBA team that has that great defense, but maybe struggles to score a little bit at times because in the NBA playoffs at the highest level, no matter how good your defense is, teams are going to score on you. Like the Warriors are going to score on your defense no matter how good it is. Um, you know, Milwaukee, like you're not shutting down Giannis. He's going to score on you no matter how good your defense is. <laughs> so the Celtics have that great defense and they they're limited offensively. I thought maybe it had gotten a little bit better. They they played pretty well offensively against the Nets. Nah, the Nets defense just stinks. That was the the culprit behind that. So Boston gets beat badly now. They better win game two or they're adios amigo. Uh, so they better win game two playing at home. You can't lose both of the first two games at home. Weekend W, look, let's just get it out of the way. This should have been the first Weekend W. Local high school baseball, man. Like, the fans of high school baseball in this area have been rewarded. And look, very rarely in life is something that we look forward to ever actually as good as we expect it might be. But remember, we were doing shows in January and February telling you about, oh, man, this team's going to be great. This team's going to be awesome. This team's going to do this. They're going to do that. And it's panning out. We've got so many teams in our area, in the Bayou region, and on the periphery, out in the river, you know, towards G and them and St. Mary, that are still in the playoffs. It's remarkable to see. I'm hoping to go to Sulphur and it just be a big celebration of all of the communities that were affected by Hurricane Ida. Credit goes to the coaching at the high school ranks for being amazing. Credit goes to the youth coaching in our area for grooming these guys and getting them ready. We've got good travel ball. 
you know, the form and, you know, South Louisiana select and all these wonderful uh, youth programs in the area that are allowing kids to play and play more often at younger ages and more important than playing, teaching them to play the right way, that's starting to pan out and it's starting to pan out big. What was once a football only community is now a big football and baseball community as well. Weekend L goes to Elias Ricks. Elias Ricks, you have one job, dude. Guard receivers and stop reposing receivers from getting into the end zone. Elias was arrested today for driving without insurance, marijuana possession, and uh, maybe speeding or something. Like, minuscule charges, right? Like Elias Ricks is going to be on the field for Alabama in the fall, barring something else happening in addition to this. Minuscule charges. But... It just just starts to make you wonder. Like things are just starting to add up. He, like he was one of the opt out guys at LSU. You look at the body language at times when LSU was losing games. It wasn't always great. Then now this and like it just begins to snowball a little bit, right? I have long said here, not so much here because we haven't really had a whole lot of football season since this show has been born, but more so on the Saturday shows. I truly believe that one of the mistakes that ended up dooming Coach Ogeron at LSU was when he made the decision to turn LSU into a national brand, as he said, and started signing these four and five-star players from all over the place. It's cool. They're talented. You got a bunch of guys that go to the NFL. They don't give a damn about LSU football. They care only about going to the NFL. And I think when they lost that Louisiana pride and that Louisiana juice, that's when things went downhill, and Elias Ricks was one of the big dogs of that. Coach O got him out of Los Angeles, California. He was a five-star out of California. He didn't give a rip about being an LSU Tiger. He wanted to get rich off of being an LSU Tiger. Now he's not even an LSU Tiger at all anymore. He's out at Alabama, and um, he's their problem now. He's their problem. Weekend W goes to the New Orleans Saints. You guys know I'm not a big Saints guy, but you get Teron Matthew. Um Great player and great leadership for some of their young players. I think that that's going to be where this move is going to pay off the most. You're going to get that leadership there. You're going to get a guy who's going to be willing to do anything that he can to help that team have success. So kudos to New Orleans for getting the Honey Badger. Weekend L goes to NBA officiating. Um, Draymond Green gets thrown out of a game yesterday. And... I don't particularly care for Draymond Green. I don't particularly care for the Warriors. I've, I've told you guys this. I'm a James Harden guy. The Warriors used to always beat me in the playoffs and prevent Harden from winning championship rings, right? So I'm not, I don't particularly care for them, though I admit and concede it's mostly out of jealousy. Draymond Green got thrown out of game one yesterday against Memphis, a game which Golden State ended up winning by a point for a flagrant two-foul that probably shouldn't even have been a flagrant one foul, that we've got to tighten this up. If we're going to have replay in sports, which I'm adamantly against, and I'm adamantly against replay for this reason, once you look at it, you'd better get it right. And that's where I have issue with replay is that we look at these things, take time, slow the game down, bore people, Get people to change the channel because, hey, I'm watching basketball and we're not playing basketball. I'm changing it to something else. We look and look and look and then still get it wrong. 
still get it wrong. How often do we see that in the NFL? We look and look and look and still get the call wrong. Oh, there's not enough evidence to overturn the call in the field. Yesterday, the officials looked at that foul with Draymond Green and still decided to eject him. That's not an ejectable foul. Was he making a play at the ball? No. Maybe it was a flagrant one, sure. But the most violent act that he was doing on the play was trying to hold the guy up so he didn't hit the floor. So he didn't hit the floor. And he got thrown out for that. I it, don't like to see it. Weekend W, and then we'll catch a break and get to our betting picks. Goes to Warren Easton's baseball team. It's not easy. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna change this on the fly. I'm not gonna catch a break because we're kind of up against it. I'm going to get you this weekend W and then I'm going to go straight into the betting picks and then we'll just close the show. But it's not easy to go on the road, you know, be out in the city, make the trip to Galliano. You're big underdogs. You're getting your butt kicked. That's not easy. That stinks. Those Warren Easton kids would have had every excuse. You're playing in front of a rowdy crowd, a crowd that's heckling you at times, would have had every excuse to do something crazy, but have had every excuse to, you know, get into a verbal altercation with somebody, to crack, to break, to bend, whatever it may be, whatever you want to say. And they just never did. They just never did. Those kids played with class. They played hard. They battled and competed despite being shorthanded. They're young. They've only got one senior. Their coaching staff coached until the end. The score's 23-3 to on Saturday, and their coaches are still, hey, you know, get a man on base. You know, let's keep playing hard. Warren Easton deserves a weekend W. Those kids competed. Those kids fought. They were undermanned. They were facing a team that had a little more skill than they did, but they never let it show. Their body language at times kind of showed it was hot. They were a little frustrated, but they never cracked. And I don't know their coach personally, but if you're listening, and I hope that, you know, I'll upload the show later today. I hope someone gets this audio to him. You're a good dude, bro. And your kids that you're coaching are rubbing off some of that goodness off of you. And there's some good dudes as well. We wish you all the absolute best of luck next season. Let's get into our picks here, and then we'll wrap up. It's been a good show. It's going to be a good week of shows today, or this week. Just kind of give you a little heads up. We're, of course, going to have Stan at some point this week. Try to get him tomorrow. Going to try to get Coach Mike Barba. Talk about the weekend series. Going to try to get some South Lafouche assistant coaches this week. I'm going to try to get Coach Bucky. Maybe Coach Chasson. Some of those guys to talk about Tarpon baseball and where this program is going and where they're trying to take it this coming weekend. And, of course, we'll have Coach Guitros on Friday for his usual Friday interview. We're going to be hot and heavy high school baseball. Why not? It's a historic time in the area. We want to take advantage of it. But our betting picks today, our first one comes from the world of Major League Baseball. I like the Astros to cover a minus 132 money line against the Mariners today. Houston's just better than Seattle. I mean, it's as simple as that. Houston's better than Seattle. They're at home. There's no way that this should be as even as it is. I think the Astros are probably 60-40 in this game, and that's not 60-40 odds. That's 52-48 odds. I like the Astros to take care of business. Um, They're so much better at home. Their offense comes through at home. They're facing a Mariners pitcher who's 
in no way invincible. He's got a you know big old ERA. I think Houston gets it done. How about this one? I like Toronto also in Major League Baseball to beat the Yankees today. Toronto's at home and the Yankees are hot. But Toronto is going to, I think, be playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder knowing that, hey, this is a huge series. These are two of the best teams in baseball. These are the two best teams, or two of the best teams in baseball. Toronto's 15 and 8. The Yankees are 16 and 6. And I think that the Blue Jays know that every game with the Yankees right now carries big importance. Big importance. The Jays just won a series at home against Houston. There's 9 and 4 at home. I think that they're going to get it done today. The odds are slightly in the Yankees' favor. Um, Houston is, is, Either even money or slightly in the positive or slightly in the negative. But you pretty much if you bet five, you get five back in this one. Give me the Blue Jays to beat the Yankees today at home and take them outright with the money line. Last pick, we go to the NBA. I like today. Oh, man, this, this one's so tough. I may regret this. You know what? Audible, Omaha, Peyton Manning. We're we're going with it. I was gonna give you. I, I'll, I'll be I'll be fortnight with you. I was going to give you 76ers to cover seven and a half points today against Miami. Instead, I'm gonna give you 76ers in Miami to go over 208 and a half. I think Philly today, without Joel Embiid in the lineup, is going to play. more freely is that a is that a right word i'm trying to get here i don't know if they'll be a better team they're not going to be a better team You're, that's ridiculous you don't get better without joe Embiid. i think they're going to play freely with less pressure maybe with nothing to lose maybe because no one's expecting them to win harden will get more usage which is going to mean maybe a little faster tempo maybe getting up and down the floor a little bit more I think Harden has a big day. I think that without Embiid, the 76ers' defense is going to get worse. So the combination of maybe a faster pace, which will lead to more offense, and then a worse defense, which will lead to more Miami offense, I don't think this will be a 104-102 to game. I think this will be a 112-108 to game, which would be over 208.5. So give me the over. And if you want to put a Dorito or two on something else, and maybe get a little spicy with it, take the 76ers money line today, which is going to be plus 280 to win outright. Miami may be back on their heels a little bit, thinking, oh, we got this. No no Joel Embiid, we got this. It wouldn't surprise me today if Philadelphia stole game one. Just like it wouldn't surprise me if Miami ended up winning the series once Embiid got back. Just That's just the way things work in the NBA. Look, this past year, the first game without Devin Booker, the Suns won. The first game without Luka Doncic, the Mavs won. Sometimes you lose these dudes, and the thing that you expect to happen next ends up completely and totally not happening. So I'm taking over 208.5. 
But if you want something spicy to chew on on this Monday, take the 76ers to win the game outright. Or if you want to be a little more conservative, take them to cover the seven and a half point spread. We're going to put a bow in it. We thank Coach Brian Colley for his time. We thank Coach Chad Menard for his time. We thank Coach G. Cassard for his time. It's been a great show. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Man, it's going to be an awesome week. We didn't even look. We didn't even talk at all about the NFL draft today. At all. We're going to get into some of that a little bit later in the week. I'm going to get, you know, kind of some report card stuff and break down some of the picks I liked and some of the picks I didn't like. But we just had too much high school baseball going on, y'all. We're we're a local show. We're not a Saints show. We're not a New Orleans show. We talk Pelicans and Saints and everything, yeah. But when we've got five teams from the Bayou region in the quarterfinals, sorry, y'all, we're doing a show on the Bayou region teams, and we'll save the Saints stuff for later. So this is Casey. We're going to sign off. Have a great rest of the day. We'll be back tomorrow. May God bless you and your families. Have a great day, everybody. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you have a pest control problem?